This is Weird As. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's, it's less ridiculous and more gossipy. Ooh, yeah. I love a gossip. Yeah. You know, fun fact about the word gossip. Oh, yes. It was an old English term for a group of women. It was a gossip oh. of women. And men realized that when women speak of other men, when men aren't present, uh, their business deals don't go through. Their marriages don't go through because people are like, oh, he doesn't pay his debts. W- women are like to other women. He doesn't pay his debts. He beaches his fiance and, and killed her or whatever. Yeah. And so men, instead of going, you know, like, oh, well, maybe these women are right. And the men that they seem to be gossiping about seem to be pretty bad guys. They go, no, women can't speak without men present. And then it became, well, at least in Scotland, which is where I learned this, it became a crime to, as a woman, to speak about another man without a man present. So if you were caught doing that, you'd be put in... The gossip's bridal thing. Yes. (gasps) Yeah, a metal, like, jaw holder for a punishment is that what is that what the problem was that men weren't there? They were just yeah. sad they were missing out. Yeah, that, well, like that they they knew that they were if they were a bad man they were getting talked about, and and it was actually it and then it was seen as a negative thing to gossip, but in reality it's actually one of the uh, safest ways to let other people know what's going on in the community that you're in. Yeah, of course. I yeah. mean, there's whole Facebook websites now that's like, sis, is this your man? Yes. And it's like women sharing. Oh, there's been some drama on the one I'm in now. I don't even, I'm not even dating anyone. I'm just like the drama. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it's just like, does anyone know this guy? And it'd be like, that's my husband of 10 years. <laughs> and the next person would be like, but he's my husband as well. And we have three children. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Yeah, it's, it's very dramatic. They, I mean, I think that probably would have been punished, um, in the medieval times as well, but you know, yeah, it does keep women safe from from fuckboys in a modern sense. Absolutely, we need to know. We need to make it clear to people. All right, you ready to kick it off? I'm so excited. It's okay. story time for me. It's story time, and I was I've been working on this one for a little while because, like, obviously over Christmas it was a bit like, yeah, I'll vaguely work, but not really. Um, but once I started get like properly starting it, I got super into it and just smashed most of it out in an afternoon. Oh, wow. So it was like, so that's a good one. It's a, it's a juicy one. Yeah. It's a juicy one. You're going to like it. Oh, cool. Okay. So this is a series that I started off being like, oh, we'll cover like three topics in one episode. And then I got into this and I was like, oh no, this is a, this is a, deserves its own episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, cool. So it yeah. was, it was going to be its own, its own little like triplet. Yeah. Now. Now Deep it's going to be, I'm thinking, a series called Famous Fuckboys Through History. <gasps> oh, yes. I've dated a famous fuckboy. <laughs> should, we, should we make that one of the episodes? <laughs> yeah, well, we, I, won't, I won't name him, but he has won a Logie. No. Yeah. Oh, can you tell me later? Yes, yes, okay, yes. Because cool. I, I, yeah. I, I got to know now. 
No, oh, he was he was mentally ill. Oh. And I was mentally ill, but I was, I was undiagnosed. Say, Honey, so are you. Come on, don't be judging <laughs> yeah, like, I found one of me. <laughs> okay, you're going to have to tell me that gossip later. But yes. Maybe we could make it like, um, we'll do like, a, people can ring in about famous fuckboys they knew or something. Yeah, and maybe I can give fake names, but every time you tell me about a famous fuckboy, I can tell you the parallel story that I've lived and just Perfect. give them a fake name. <laughs> yeah. Was he also a British admiral? Oh gosh, no! But I have um, uh, one of my fuckboys was a captain of captain of the ship that I was on. What? Yeah, a scuba okay, diving this... trip. Yeah, wow! Okay. Gave him head in a caravan park. Oh, Annoying girl. that I didn't give him head on sea um, on the sea though. I feel like I just immediately yeah. degraded caravan myself. Caravan park is sadder. <laughs> it seems like ooh, exotic, a, <laughs> yeah. illicit, illicit affair at sea, and you're like it was in a caravan. It was a very dark time of my life. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh my god yeah we're gonna have to we're gonna have to make that happen for sure. but yes please give us some parallels as we go along i would love that that would be yes. really good <laughs> i will disgrace myself on air for you gabby for everyone listening i mean it's as we always say you know it sucks that something bad happens but if it's funny it's worth it yeah exactly and now we know i probably should have one of those metal jaw um, chastity belts on my face so that I can stop making mistakes in caravan parts. <laughs> uh, who knows? That could have been part of the original thing as well. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, this woman keeps on giving out gobbies. We've got to, we've got to <laughs> stop her. Stopped. Yeah, it's She's pulling the parliament good. apart. <laughs> She's not good at it. Please stop. Yeah. <laughs> Too much teeth. <laughs> uh, okay. Focus. Today we're going to talk about Lord Horatio Nelson, an English naval commander who led his men to victory at the Battle of Trafalgar. Brian referred to Nelson as Britannia's god of war, but today I'm going to refer to him as a fuckboy. Yeah, Lord Nelson, I've heard a little bit about him. Isn't he the guy that's the statue in Trafalgar Square? He sure is, that's him. Yeah, and didn't he, he, lo- he lost an eye or an arm or both? Both. Both. <laughs> <laughs> this, is my, this is my English history coming back for... In primary school in England, they really love to tell you about all the wars they won. Yeah. Even when we're small children. (laughs) I was like researching this and I was like, I don't remember learning about any of this. (laughs) Not not in Australian schools. I don't give a shit. Yeah, they were going, so we're still owned by England. Anyway, let's get on to snake bites. (laughs) What to do. (laughs) This is what you do in a riptide, children. Uh, (laughs) And then in in England, flash over to the other side of the world. They're going, this is what you do when you want to ambush the enemy. (laughs) You you just go to their country with way more guns than they own and take them. Oh, God. Yeah. You're probably spot on and you would be the only person who would know from both sides. Yeah, I'm like, wow, both of the countries I've lived in are pretty fucked up. Different reasons, but yeah. Yeah, different reasons, but both bad. (laughs) Carry on, my love. So, Horatio Nelson was born as the sixth of 11 children in a small village in Norfolk on the 29th of September, September, September 1958. When Nelson was nine, his mother died. He recalled his mother fondly and how much she hated the French. Now tasks as racing. I thought you'd like that. Yeah, now to, it becomes relevant in his later life. Those are the two things that she spoke of: how fondly she felt for her son, and how fucked the French were, in her opinion. She was but a passionate the, woman. Yeah, she has two two gears. That's it. <laughs> Simpler times. Yeah. <laughs> 
Now, Tars was raising eight alive children on his own. Nelson's father got to securing the futures of his children the best way he knew how, by sending them to work. Yep. Nelson, of course, you gotta, you gotta. You gotta. Tamaka's with you. <laughs> Nelson was hired as a midshipman at age 12, travelling to the West Indies in a merchant ship. After threatening to fight a polar bear and catching malaria, a 16-year-old Nelson returns to England. That happened before he was 16 years old. Yeah. He Did you say got threatened by a polar bear? No, he threatened to fight a polar bear. Oh, he threatened the polar bear. I was like, he threatened the polar bear. The polar yeah, bear was like, what, was young, in... just, yeah. just chilling. <laughs> I was like, is he a character from Northern Lights? He got threatened <laughs> by a polar bear? Was the polar bear drunk? Um, <laughs> if anyone hasn't read or seen those books, that won't make any sense. But... I, I haven't, but I like the idea. Oh, it's great. It's Yeah, it's a great character, um, talking polar bear. But it, so he threatened to fight a polar bear and he got malaria yeah. in the same continent? Yeah, had to get sent back because he was sick. I didn't know malaria was out in the cold. Oh, no. So so he was like traveling all around. Sorry, that was confusing. Oh. So the, the polar bear thing happened. Everyone like pulled him back and was like, you can't fight a polar bear. You're an idiot. Yeah, please stop. Um, and then they went to like, you know, further, more tropical. And that's when he got malaria. And then a mosquito that, got him because yeah. he's so fucking tough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <that's true. laughs> you thought you could take out a polar bear and you get knocked to the ground by a mozzie? <laughs> I mean, we don't know how big this mozzie was. It could have been the size of a polar bear. True, true. And clearly the mosquito was going through some stuff. It was sick. It had what? malaria. It's true. These poor mosquitoes. <laughs> no one ever thinks of the mosquitoes. No, yeah. Nelson worked various military roles that were not relevant to the fuckery we're discussing and was made captain of the HMS, HMS Boris in 1784 and was shipped to the West Indies again. In May 1785, Nelson meets his future wife, Frances Nesbitt. Oh, lovely. Little Frankie girl. Everyone keeps calling her Fanny in all of the... And I'm just like, I'm not doing that. I'm not... Sorry. She's I'm doing Francis. it. Put hey, some, Fanny. You're going to call her Fanny? Yeah. Put some respect on her. Like, something rude. <laughs> Fanny. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's... Yeah. Like, I find it funny that Americans call their butts Fannies. I know. But I obviously, we weird. know Fanny is the vagina. Yeah. Um, if any Americans want to, like, talk that out with us, because I don't understand... No. I think I saw it in like The Simpsons when I was a kid and they're like, have you got your Fanny packs? And I was like, right, goes at the front. That makes sense. Yeah. And then she like pats their buttons like, oh, you little fannies. And I was like, what? <laughs> and it's it's funny because like over here, we'll call it a bum bag, but we yeah, still put bag. it at the front. But we're just yeah. like, I'm not going to call it like what, my pussy bag? Like, no, that's weird. <laughs> it's my front, it's my front, front pussy. Yeah. Well, Aussie, we should, we should call it our cunt bag. <laughs> Back. <laughs> <laughs> all right so his wife cunt yeah 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 no no we like his wife his wife is nice no no i just was going with the word fanny <laughs> but yeah you're right yeah no we don't need to call her cunt <laughs> there will be some people in this you'll want to by the way like it's, oh good yeah it's not a cunt free story i have um, a feeling our protagonist is an anti-hero he is he is yeah so unlike Nelson, Frances was from money, widowed, and had a child from her first marriage. The two married, and in December 1787, they returned to England. But Nelson was immediately restless and be- was begged to be sent back to sea. Oh, he's a, he's a, got an itch in his boot. He does. But it's good on him for taking a widow in those times, with a kid True. as well. Like she yeah, was her for a family moment a single was like, Her family was wealthy. Oh, okay. So he it was came easier. from nothing. Yeah, he came from nothing. He, yeah, he came from nothing and he had a chip on his shoulder the size of a polar bear. So it, he's exactly what you want your daughter to marry. A poor well, guy with an ego. 
but you know he he made a name for himself by now so i could you know he must have some sort of like magnetism that we yeah. do understand because yeah. he continues to get tail <laughs> yeah fair enough i think anyone who in back in those days had the kind of confidence to take on a polar bear would have stood out amongst men no matter what his height yeah true, true. yeah when the French Revolutionary War broke out in 1793, he got his wish and was given command of the HMS Agamemnon. This is where he met Lady Emma Hamilton and her husband in Naples. Let's, let, let's learn a little bit about Emma, shall we? Because she mm -hmm. is a main character in this story. Okay. So Emma was born Amy Lyons around April 1765 in Cheshire, England. I don't know why she picked like such a boring name. She could have picked something a little bit more showbiz, but mm. that's, that's up to her. You go, do you, boo? You do, boo. Yeah. So what was the name she landed on? Emma. Her original name was Amy. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's just like a sidestep. Like maybe yeah. go Ameline or... Yeah. Or like Something Amelie. sexy yeah. or something. Yeah. But yeah, she kind of just went Emma. with Emma. But I'm like... Emma's oh, okay. beautiful. It's a beautiful name. You know, it's yeah. a Jane Austen novel. Hasn't been written yet in this year, obviously. But <laughs> she doesn't know that she's she is banking on something that is going to become a beloved name for generations to come. True, true. But it and, is you know, simple. It worked. She was, you know, she was a very well-known woman by the end, so. Mm. The daughter of a blacksmith, Emma received no formal education and began work as a maid at the age of 12 and moved to London. She would work as the attendant of a health scammer named James Graham, who ran the Temple of Health and Hymen, who gave lectures on procreation and 50 pounds, which is 5,322 pounds in today's money, oh would God. let couples bang it out in his magic bed that was said to create perfect babies. Okay, so he's like a reverse pimp. So instead of having, what do they call it, a working horse or something? What's it called when like a, the pimp has five or more girls and it's like oh. a steady horse, a steady horse. Oh, I didn't know that's what it was called. Just like, yeah. <laughs> did you learn that in Caravan Park? Or? <laughs> yeah. That was fuckboy daddy number three. <laughs> Whatever is it, that fuckboy daddy. That's a completely different story. That's Steve. Um, no, so... It, 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 to me, it's like a reverse pimp where he's just got the bed. He hasn't got the women. And he's like, oh. I'll just hire it out at an extortionate rate, yeah. five, five, almost five and a half grand to have a, a creepy man watch you and your husband fuck and without the knowledge of Karma Sutra or or even just general I watching I don't even know porn, if he was I there. I think he, maybe it was just he gave him the bed and like, Oh, he had a peephole <laughs> set up for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He, he was HH homesing it without the gas. <laughs> <laughs> so he was he was letting people, but he was called the, the Temple of Health and Hymen. Yeah, yeah. That's why wow. I had to include this bit. It's not even that relevant. I just thought it was so fucking funny. I had to. Yeah. I think I'm going to call my vagina that from now on. <laughs> Welcome temple to my temple of health and hymen. <laughs> just so you're aware, half of that isn't there anymore. It's your, <laughs> but it's your adventure to find out which side. <laughs> it's like, oh God, she's got thrush, but her hymen's completely intact. <laughs> Well, I've caught people fucking in my bed a bunch of times and no one has offered to pay me £5,000. What? You've caught people fucking oh, in your bed? yeah, yeah, yeah. At house parties and stuff. Like, at oh my house God. Parties. I was telling yeah, some friends the other the day. I, I didn't like, even think of it. I went to like, get some booze from my room once. This was in like high school. I went to get some booze from my room, which was like out the back. It was a little granny flat. And I walked in and three of my friends are having a threesome. And I'm like, 
get the fuck out. Yeah, ew. Doing? Yeah, the like, amount I... of bodily fluids that are about to be spilled on your sheets. Yeah, like, please leave. Yeah. Like, you can this... fuck outside. We have 100 acres. Like, fuck around all you want, but do it outside. <laughs> we have 100 acres. That's such a good line to just say to interrupt a threesome. <laughs> just walk in, see it. They don't realise you're there, and we just hear your voice. We have 100 acres. <laughs> <laughs> Outside, please. What's wrong with you people? God. Yeah. Hundred bloody acres, great horror film, but also something <laughs> that you should be aware of. That's what's outside that door. Yeah, I mean, I can't it. guarantee they wouldn't be interrupted by wild dogs if they're outside, but I don't care. Yeah, especially if they do doggy. The dogs will be like, oh, I, I know this one. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, yeah, they didn't pay me £5,000. They didn't yeah. pay me anything. That's fucked. Even just buy me a new set of sheets. Like, <laughs> just go to Kmart, spend 40 bucks and, a, and an apology card, and then we can move on with our lives. But I mean, the thing is that, like, I, they were all, like, just house sheets. That's the worst bit. So who knows? Who oh, knows God. what happened? Oh. It's best not to think about it, to be honest. It was so yeah. long ago. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's how you caught that chlamydia. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> just joking. For the, for the record, I do not have chlamydia. Thank Anymore. you. Anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, that's me. I do have two friends that caught, I think it was chlamydia off the same guy. I'm just like telling on everyone today. I'm not mentioning any names, but No, well, that's it. It's all, it's on the record, but off the record. And at the same time, just to, just to clear the air, I'm not judging anyone that has or had chlamydia. If you have it, please go get it sorted. Because when I got chlamydia, it was symptomless. So no discharge, nothing, had no idea. And then it developed into pelvic inflammatory disease, which was one of the most painful experiences I've ever had. It was still only a certain amount of pills to get rid of it. But before we got it sorted, I was convinced that I had stomach cancer. I was in so much pain. I nearly crashed my car three times because I would just suddenly be overtaken with this cramping sensation that would take over my entire pelvis and torso, that my arms would just freeze up and I would start to veer off the road and I'd have to like get myself to be able to move the steering wheel back to a normal place. Imagine crashing your car, a cop arrives in the scene being like, oh my God, man, what happened? I have chlamydia. I've got chlamydia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, knowing knowing like cops, they're just going to – no, you'd have to be really lucky even to get a female cop that knows what PID is. To be fair, for them I to didn't know that until you chance. told me today. So. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. And and the other thing, and I will, I'll get off my vulva in a minute, um, she <laughs> says, like, like that's a normal thing to say. But um, – uh, the other thing was when I'd go to sleep, when I was trying to go to sleep, it would feel like my uterus was peeling off the muscle. So it was like this slow tearing sensation. And then you readjust cause it would just get to an unbearable level of intensity. And then it would just slowly start again on the other side when you'd flip to the other side. And I, like this went on oh for two weeks. God. Yeah. Until I was telling my mum about the pain, but I was refusing to go to the doctor because I thought, well, if I've got stomach cancer, I've probably got six months to live. I'd prefer not to know. Oh no. Yeah. And then she said, well, if you keep on nearly crashing the car, um, I'm not letting you drive the car anymore until you go yeah. and get checked and out. And also if you crash the car, there's a chance you wouldn't even live six months. Yes, exactly. Like it's so <laughs> stupid. I was 22 at the time. So oh, it was God. not a great time in my life. Oh God. Yeah. How much of this do you want me to keep in? Oh, go ahead and keep it in. People okay. need to know. Get yourself no, checked. True. Yeah, ev- true, actually. Yeah. Every time you have unprotected sex, just go to the sexual health clinic or wherever you want to go and get checked out because it takes so little to get rid of it. 
but it can turn into something devilishly Awful. horrible. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. And I know it can yeah. make you um, can make you infertile, which for some mm-hmm. people is a problem. For me, that yeah. sounds like a bonus. Yeah. But um, for some people, that would be. <laughs> yeah. So you want to catch chlamydia? Other people don't. So each to their own. Get educated and exactly. use that information as you will. So it's best to just have all of the info. Yeah. Oh God. Okay. Should we jump back in? Yes. Back to Emma. Okay. Emma was a mistress of a number of wealthy men. It was essentially fobbed off by one and sent to live with her future husband, Sir William Hamilton. Thankfully, William liked his lady gift and decided to keep her. William was 53 when they met and Emma was only 18. But despite her young age, Emma was a worldly woman and even if she didn't like William looking after her, she can hardly go get a job at Kmart. Yeah, and I'd like to be called a lady gift. Yeah, that would be quite nice. I'm a lady gift. I'm a lady gift. She's not technically a lady at this point. She's just what I call a lady gift. Yeah, she's a lady gift, but she's a teenager, but she's a lady gift. She's a lady gift. (laughs) That's the name of a memoir, lady gift. (laughs) Lady gift. Well, that can be your book. There we go. Yeah, I've got a few now. (laughs) (laughs) Emma eventually accepted that the man who ditched her with William was not coming back and accepted William's offers of courtship. The two were married in London in 1971. They moved to Naples so that William could be the British ambassador. And, oh, I can hear Annie. Yes, there's Annie's the third host of this podcast. <laughs> she's she's We're commenting. not cutting you in, Anne. I'm sorry, Annie. Yeah. We, we've got bills It's all right, sweetie. You're a lady gift as well. You're a lady gift. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. But, Excuse me. Uh, I'll just start that again. They moved to Naples so that William could be the British ambassador. And by the time Emma and Nelson met in 1793... Emma had been the muse of many paintings, gotten thick, and was wildly accepted as a sexy mix. So, oh. yeah. she, she was, was wildly she... accepted as a sexy minx. People were obsessed with her. Yes, and which yeah. year is this again, roughly, like so, century-wise? This was a uh, 1700s. 1700s. Like, late 1700s. But she was Fant- born in 1765. So she would be... Probably not referred to as a sexy minx, but I'm trying to think of what they... <laughs> that, you know, like... um. A, a pantaloon stuffer. <laughs> pantaloon stuffer. <laughs> a wig dropper. <laughs> well, she was in so many paintings. Um, um, Emma? No, Anna. Oh, sorry, I'm just... Uh, Mixing up the names. So coffee's hit me in a weird way. I love uh, it. And it's like, oh, I've, I've like saved some of these pictures so we can put them on Instagram. But she's in so many pictures. And she was a can, muse. She was a muse. She really was. And she was like... You could tell she had the like long hair. She had the like angelic face. You can see why people liked her. Like she was cute. What color hair? Paint me a picture. Literally, well, she, like like she had. <laughs> well, 25. she had kind of like um like long, kind of like dark brown reddish hair. Oh yeah, yeah. We love like a redhead. Long, wavy. Oh, we love a redhead. Hi, so redheads. Look at Does this. she have green eyes and f tits? <laughs> Maybe. Let me get my pictures up. Let me double check about the tits because I think that's important for historical accuracy. I think so. Yeah, let me get my pictures up. Really fill up that corset. <laughs> well, one of hers, one of her famous pictures, it was like she was like in a low cut dress and everyone was like, oh, <gasps> scandal. No. Emma. Okay, let's see. I think she had dark eyes for memory, but let me go here so I can see your beautiful face. See your lady gift you. Oh, hi, stop <laughs> it. Paint me like one of your English ladies. <laughs> so in answer to your question, she has dark eyes. Okay. Okay, cool. Oh, yeah, bedroom eyes. 
That's a, I've is, always, that, is that what bedroom eyes are? So I've heard brown eyes are bedroom eyes because they do look great amongst white sheets, you know, like oh, beautiful. But then I, I thought bedroom eyes is the way you look at someone. Well, there's definitely, you can give someone bedroom eyes for sure. But I've always associated, it's probably from some pop culture thing that I've absorbed some time ago. But <laughs> but then it made me add on where I'm like, okay, blue eyes, I feel like a very much coastal. You're on a beach with a beautiful woman with blue eyes. And then green eyes is like, oh, you're with kind of a witch woman walking through the forest and that's that's me <laughs> well, I like that because I also have green eyes and I like being a witchy woman there you go exactly so it works and then we've got the odd one with purple eyes which is like the rarest rare of just rare. Elizabeth Taylor <laughs> yeah exactly like only her I don't know where she belongs but it's not on planet earth <laughs> oh, I used to be obsessed with the idea of having purple eyes as like a teenager oh me too I just thought they were so cool yeah um but contacts are obvious and we just our contacts are so obvious because no one's like magically changing their eye color. Your yeah. friends aren't going to be like, I didn't realize you had purple eyes. I'm like, yeah, I've always had purple eyes. Like, yeah. nah. Yeah, it's not as conspicuous as dyeing your hair. <laughs> you just chuck no, some contacts no, in. definitely not. <laughs> All right. Like, I have in my family a very, very blue eyes. So they're oh. very, like, I'm used to very, very blue eyes. Like, my grandfather has insane blue eyes. Um, and they're very intense. There's intensity about them. Oh, beautiful. That, yeah. I did not inherit those. <laughs> <laughs> you inherited kind eyes. Oh, thank you. It's okay. It's nice. <laughs> I inherited a lazy eye. <laughs> Me too, though I have a full lazy eye. If I take my glasses off, it goes... Whoop. <laughs> you know that TikTok filter that flips your face? Yeah. That It wasn't so much a lazy eye, but that made me realize how one of my eyes is so much bigger than the other one. Oh, is it? It doesn't... It, it like... It, it to me is really obvious when I see a ref, uh, a reflected version. Like I, I can suddenly see it flip oh. and I'm like, oh shit, but... I guess people won't notice that kind of thing. It's just one of those things TikTok's making us feel uncomfortable about ourselves yet again. Oh, good. That's <laughs> nice. Thank you, TikTok. Yeah. Without TikTok, we'd all have too much self-confidence and no one needs that. Yeah, and I wouldn't have a diagnosis. So we live and we learn. <laughs> exactly. So, Emma, dark eyes. So, so she's a sexy mix, but mm-hmm. now we're going to jump back to Nelson. Okay, cool. Because it wasn't just smooth sailing from, you know, here on in for our fuck Is that a pun? Smooth sailing. No, it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> it was not intentional. Those are the best kind. I'll take it. <laughs> so as you previously mentioned, Nelson would lose his right eye the next year during the Battle of uh, Bastia. Let's say a- the Oculus Battle. More like the, uh, the, Oculus the, battle. the Battle of the Corneas. He lost it. <laughs> I mean, I think he didn't wear an eye patch or anything from what I can tell, but he could not see properly after right. that. That. musket fire exactly so after three years of military success nelson would face another personal setback at the attack of santa cruz tenerife while he was shot in the arm his life was saved by his stepson francis's son from a first marriage oh. but his arm had to be amputated well that is one way to get your stepdad and, and son to bond is have <laughs> them go into battle together and have yeah your... i mean but apparently Francis was very nervous about the whole thing. Yeah. It's like, obviously. Yeah. Well, also, I'd be kind of mad at my son. I'd be like, don't step in front of gunfire to save your stepdad. I can find another one of them. I'm fucking Emma, sweetie. You're <laughs> my... Emma, that's Francis. Oh, yeah, I'm Francis. Sorry, sorry. I'm, I'm Francis, sweetie. I'm gorgeous Francis who's, you know, already married again before I come from loads of money. But you're my irreplaceable boy. Well, he was just there, so that's how oh, he okay. saved him. He good like tourniquet, again with tourniquet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did a good job. And then he Very had to proud. have it amputated without anaesthetic back in those days. Like, yeah, that would have sucked. <laughs> Hopefully, they gave him a bunch of like 
I don't know, drugs. Or yeah. Something. Well, I once totally. had to get half of my implant inserted without anesthetic because they didn't put the numbing injections far enough. And oh. I blacked out. I can't remember what that pain was. I just know how I described it to my mum, which was ripping oh. and tearing and something really, really bad. And I know that I I can't remember it. So it must have been pretty bad. <laughs> but Let's that's just. I also a... blacked out. Yeah. Like... And, but that's just like a little fucking thing in my arm. Taking off yeah. the whole arm, that's like 122 hours kind of shit. How are you going to do that? Like, God, that you'd you'd want to black out. I'd want I'd I'd want to get knocked out. I'd be like, just fucking fry pan to the back of the head, please. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So he returns to England and is nursed back to health by his wife Frances. So Mm. that's nice. At least they get to spend some time together. You know, Mm. bonding, etc., etc. Beautiful. Um, But by the next year, Nelson is back playing Water War and annihilates Bonaparte during the Battle of the Nile. Rather than returning to his loyal wife, Nelson chooses instead to stay with the Hamiltons for a year in Naples. Okay. And he it's a water war? Is that what you call I've it? I've decided it's a water war. I love it. So that's yeah. when there's ships on the ocean. But we're going yeah. to water war, boys. We're going to water war, boys. <laughs> bring your, Get bring your, your togs. on. Yeah. And your, and your wave inflatable wing things. We're going to water it's just, war. It's just like... Thousands of people and like those little yeah. boogie board like ones you're yeah, yeah, out of yeah. Loads of loads of men with noodles just like paddling <laughs> towards you. <laughs> oh no, the water was getting too real. <laughs> he hit me in the head, mom. <laughs> it's like, God damn it, kids, I will have this pool filled in. <laughs> Do not stop your sister in the face. Yeah, it was just a noodle. Yeah, no, but it's phallic <laughs> and it's not appropriate. <laughs> it fucking hurts getting hit in the face with the noodle. Oh yeah. Go, oh oh. I digress again. Can I digress? Yeah, go on. No, go on. You can cut it all out if you want to. Um, when I went to schoolies, we we crashed uh, a rich girl from Siena uh, private school. She had her whole uh, whole apartment, and we were all in a hostel. And she said to one girl that she knew from our group, "You can come over and you can bring a plus one." And poor Ella, she had no idea who she was dealing with. The moment she mentioned that she'd been given a plus one, all 30 of us were like, oh, we're all going. And like, she was a new kid. Yeah, she was new to our school as well. So that she had no social persuasion over drunk teenagers that were looking for a house party in Byron Bay. So as we went, we slowly collected loads of people. We get to this house. The girl opens the door. She's smiling. Then her face just drops. We knew she's not going to let us through the door. So we just run. All of us run into the house and jump into the pool. And um, they started chucking sausages at us to try and get us to leave. And my friends were like, no, we're vegetarian. Um, And then I was just swimming in the center of the pool because you had to stay away from the edges because they were trying to grab us out. (laughs) And my friend was on a surfboard. And you know how when you're on something floaty in the water and you go off the back of it, it'll like bounce right up. And the pointy end hit my friend Annabelle right between the eyes and I remember looking at her and she turns to me and she goes, am I hit? As a two centimeter line turns into a waterfall of blood straight down the center of her face. So now we're bleeding quite freely into the pool of this random girl's house. And we all ended up having to leave at that point because we had to take her to the local uh, emergency room and she had to get five stitches. And this was like at the beginning of schoolies. And I remember we were consoling her at the end at the hostel and she's like, I can't go in the water. She wasn't allowed to go into the beach. And she's like, and who's going to hook up with me now? I look like Frankenstein. And we couldn't even, we were like, you don't look like Frankenstein, but yeah, you're probably going to have some problems finding someone to, because it was like 
big stitches, big stitches, and like yellow was. from the iodine. Like connecting her face together. Yeah, it was it was tough. It was a tough thing to witness. That is a true water war. Yeah, it was water war for me. Exactly. Am I hit? She's down. We've got someone down. <laughs> that would have fucking hurt too. Yeah, yeah. At least... Anyone that's been hit with a surfboard knows it bloody Oh, hurts. right. And lucky it was at that point on the bridge of her nose because it would have taken I'm out her eye. That didn't, I'm amazed that didn't break her nose. Yeah, though. yeah. But it, one inch to the side, she'd Ooh, be yeah. Lord Nelson here. Oh, she'd be Lord Nelson. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lord Nelson of schoolies. Yes. <laughs> oh, poor girl. I hope she's doing well now. Yeah, she is. And there's no scar now ever since. Uh, oh, the, uh, yeah. Good. This was 10 years good, ago or something. Okay. So she's all good. Oh, bless her. Yeah. She, you guys chose war and there was casualties. Yes, exactly. Someone had to go down. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Back to water war. Back to water war. So when uh, Nelson was staying with the Hamiltons in Naples for the year, that's when he began his affair with Lady Hamilton. Ooh. A.K.A. Emma. A.K.A. Amy Lyons. <laughs> A.K.A. It Girl. A.K.A. It girl. Every oil painting you've ever seen. <laughs> XOXO. Yeah. Gossip Girl. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Emma and Francis could not have been described more differently. Where Emma was flirty and vivacious, Francis was reserved and demure. Nelson scholar Colin White fights back at claims that Francis was a cold-hearted plain Jane, however. Contrary to what people often have been said about her, Lady Nelson was very pretty and charming, although one of the portraits of her does make her look like a horse. <laughs> That's what he said. It makes her look like a horse. So what, if they, was... they, they miscounted how many legs she had? Like, <laughs> gave her a tail? How did they do this? I hate when they do that. I hate it. <laughs> but Emma had no love for Lady Nelson. However, she wrote to her family friend, Davison, in a letter dated July 15th, 1804, what a sad thing it is that such a man as him should be entrapped with such an infamous woman as the apothecary's widow. Hey, Emma, don't need to be a bitch. Yeah. Like, she's not being a girl's girl right now, and I'm not here for it. Yeah, I don't like widow being used as a pejorative term. Yeah, it's hardly her fucking fault. Yeah, exactly. Like, the <laughs> apothecary's widow. Like, why like, would one, anyone want to be with her? That sounds like a dope-ass band name. Yes. Apothecary's widow. Apothecary's and widow. And also, like... No one made you be his side hoe. Yeah. You don't have to be rude. Honey, you've got a man in every port. Calm down. Yeah. Like, it's just rude. In this day and age, you're lucky if you have one painting of yourself. So she's that kind of girl that's got like five really hot bikini photos for her Tinder profile. And yeah, poor Francis exactly. has just one selfie she took five years ago that she thinks is okay. And then yeah, a couple exactly. of funny quotes. Exactly. Like, Emma's got, like, other people posting her and tagging her. Yes. And Frances is just minding her own fucking business. She's trying to raise her son. She's doing her damn best. She's yeah. doing it as best she can. She's being a home-ass girl. She's been the best. Emma's just not giving me – she's not giving me good vibes. No, she's not a girl's girl. She's not a girl's girl. So this family friend, Davison, would assist Nelson in juggling the two women in his life. And when Nelson Artifacts were sold in auction in 2002 by Davison's heirs – the extent of Nelson's debauchery was fully re realised. At the time, Nelson was considered beyond reproach. His infidelity was the fault of his stick in the wife. Stick in the wife? <laughs> stick in the mud wife. Stick in the wife. <laughs> stick in the wife. That stick is a wife. category on Pornhub, I believe. <laughs> I do think it is. <laughs> stick in the wife. Oh, stick God. in the wife. Sadly, the letters Francis wrote to Davison during 1798 suggest that she was excited for her husband's expected return to England. I just, yeah. Nelson, however, 
has still not returned to England by the spring of the next year. This caused Frances much stress, and she reported many health concerns. She yeah. offers to travel to Naples and assist in nursing Nelson back to health. Nelson responds in early 1801, I, f I fixed, as I thought, a proper allowance to enable you to remain quiet and not be posting from one end to the, of the kingdom to the other. Okay, so he's saying, stop riding me. I want some space. But... Dude, this is your wife and this is your wife. She, she's at the house that you guys are supposed to live in together and you're in Naples apparently injured. So she's trying to be there for you. She's and, concerned yeah. for his health. And he's and like, he's can like, you just leave me alone? Yeah, you're being a stage five clinger. And it's like, we're married. <laughs> you're supposed to be here. <laughs> that's so rude it's not like you went on two dates and you're like oh you've got a flu can I come over and give you chicken soup that would be a bit much but yeah like my sick husband lost an eye and was that what he, he's recovering from now or is he injured again he's a bit of a mystic so class well, isn't he yeah he's lost his eye already yeah he's lost, he's his, lost arm. his arm as well and then he went back to war pretty soon after and yeah. so when he returns to Naples I, I think Francis assumes oh okay he's clearly he's getting nursed back to health again yeah Hamilton like can I come and help and he's like, well, I send you money. What more do you want? It's like, bitch, she clearly misses yeah. you. Yeah, she's, she's not asking wife. for more money. She's asking to help you, you selfish she's got money. dickhead. She care about that. Yeah. <laughs> there isn't private health, health insurance in these days. Like, she knows mm. that she is your health insurance. So she's she making a call. She's trying her best. Yeah. Frances appeared none the wiser of her husband's fuckery and even destroyed letters from Nelson that she felt could risk damage to his reputation. Frances even began correspondence with Lady Hamilton to thank her for her generosity towards her husband. Oh, gosh. So she's thanking Emma now? Oh, yeah, because she's like, oh, thank you so much. You've been such a help with my poor sick husband. She has no suspicion. No. Frances deserved better. Yeah, absolutely. Justice for Fanny. Yes, justice to Fanny. Let's start a hashtag trend. <laughs> so... Finally, by November 1800, Frances seemed to know that her husband is a no-good fuckboy. Mm -hmm. Like all fuckboys worth their salt, Nelson chose then to return to England, presumably to gaslight his wife. Oh, yeah. He's realising he's losing the control that he had before, so now he needs to be back in close proximity. How many years of him being away did it take her to go, all right, you're being a dickhead? Well, back and forth, years and years and years, <coughs> back and forth, going out to sea, coming back to England, going out to sea, coming back to England. But it's like most of the time when he returned to England, he returned to the Hamiltons and not Francis. My God, the audacity. And how far, because yes. I know you, you said he was born in Norfolk. Mm -hmm. Whereabouts is Francis and whereabouts is so, Emma? So Francis is in Cheshire, Cheshire and Emma is in London. London. Okay, so it's not even that far of a commute. It's not that far. He could no. literally still visit Francis, but he's he still just both. avoiding. He just doesn't though. Oh, yeah. So despite being back on home soil, Nelson continued to spend most of his time with the Hamiltons at their place in London or at Davison's gaff. Because fuck you too, Davison. I don't understand. He's just some random ass friend of the Hamiltons and Nelson who just is in the middle of all of this and just like fuck off. Oh my God. He's one of those mates that's like, like, uh, what do you call it? Fueling the fire, like Absolutely. loving the drama and just yeah, wanting to. Yeah, he's the hose before bros. No, bros before hose Bros guy, before hose, you know? exactly. Just yeah. giving his two cents all the time. All the time. So far sure. up Nelson's ass that he's so his second eye. He's like a fucking hand puppet. Yeah. So Emma, Hamilton and Francis would meet twice in the winter of 1800. On the second meeting, Francis would assist a sick Emma. Emma was sick because she was pregnant with Nelson's child. <gasps> 
Oh my god, and Francis is being so kind. Oh my Francis god. Francis and Nelson didn't have any kids together. Oh my god. And her kid almost died trying to save Nelson, and now she's helping out this poor yep. woman. I hope she finds out the truth, but at the same time, I kind of don't because that would be so painful. Well, Horatio Nelson, Horatia Nelson, I'm sorry, was born early 1801. Okay. She named the child literally the girl version of his name. Okay. So if Francis doesn't pick it up from that, then I think Francis is in firm denial. Yeah, exactly. Does she? Does she get it? Find out. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> so while Nelson returned to work on the sea, Francis patiently awaited his return, optimistic that he would return to her. Unfortunately for the ever loyal Francis, Nelson would return, just not to her. <laughs> Returning to England in mid 1801, Nelson grew colder and colder to Francis, opting to correspond through Davison. Because fuck him. Fuck him. I hate him. Yeah, Davison. <laughs> yeah, we did say in our, one of our previous episodes, David was a bit of a Karen name, and now it's Davidson. Step <laughs> <laughs> Davison. There we go. Francis wrote to Nelson, Do, my dear husband, let us live together. I assure you again, I wish, I have but one wish in this world, to please you. Let everything be buried in oblivion. It will pass away like a dream. The letter was returned to her with the words, opened by mistake by Lord Nelson, but not read. The two would never meet in person again. Oh, my God. This poor woman was just... Like, because you know those times where you have a crush on a guy uh, or you've been on a couple of dates and you send a text and you don't really get a reply and then you send another one like a couple of days later because you're like well maybe they their phone died and now they've just forgotten about it like I give people a lot of leeway with my ADHD I I can leave messages on red for a week or two by accident yeah but then to get back a response like it just reminds I've just I've been here before but I haven't had um a marriage involved nor a, a illegitimate child involved nor being a widower. So I can't even imagine how fucking shit. It feels like when you're rejected by someone in MSN. Oh, yeah. Like that's the vibes. And they'll be like, oh, sorry, that wasn't me. That was my cousin. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or something. Because like, it's like, oh, opened in mistake. Like I accidentally opened this, but I didn't read it. Literally. Like, that's so fucking rude. Yeah. You're giving me flashbacks of my first kiss. My first kiss was to this gorgeous guy called Morris um, when I was mm. like 13, 14 at my birthday party. Mm. And then we'd, we'd only been speaking on MSN. We met for the first time at my birthday party. I invited him. And, um, and then I got a message from him a couple of days later on MSN going, hey, I'm really sorry, but I just don't feel the same way about you as I, I do about your friend Demi, who he met at my birthday party. No. Yeah. And we still had kissed at my birthday party. And, it, and then Demi messages me and goes, you know Morris a lot better than I do. And he's asked me out on a date, but I'm really nervous about going on my own. Will you come with me? So oh my sorry ass who really wanted to see her crush again went on as a third wheel on the first Aww. date of my first kisses date with one of my best mates. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> it was, and that was the beginning of my love life. Oh, <laughs> Start no, off on a high note. <laughs> oh God, we're just sad stories all around today. Yeah, I was Francis in that situation. You were the Francis. Yes. <laughs> Oh, we've all been the Francis. Poor Frankie. We have. We definitely have. The Admiralty, seemingly embarrassed by Nelson's fuckery, insisted on sending him back to sea numerous times through 1801. 
Much to Nelson's annoyance, imagine being such an embarrassing hoe that your job promotes you. What a dream. <laughs> so <laughs> she's such an embarrassing hoe that he gets a promotion? Well, he, no, he's such an embarrassing hoe. Oh. Everyone, this is like an open <laughs> secret in high society. Like Everybody knows he's having an affair with mm. Emma Hamilton. Her wife seems fine with it. And, and so every time he gets sent like back home from being away at sea, yeah. they're always like, no, nah, get the fuck back out there. Now you're running this shit. Now you're the boss of this thing. Now you're getting this promotion. To like constantly keep him away from her because it's so embarrassing. Oh, my God. Yeah, because everyone, they did have a lot more of a um, attitude about marriage, didn't they? The sacredness of, of marriage and all yeah, that. It exactly. was Yeah, even to this, I think only recently – like in the last few decades, like I'm talking like 50 years, but having a divorce while you were in the army would actually be detrimental to your career, being a divorced man. Yeah, yeah, yeah so um, not if you're king though, obviously, you can get a divorce then, <laughs> but, <laughs> but fascinating. Okay, so they're just like, oh my God, let's get his dick wet with some more water war because he's, yes, exactly. he's just a little bit too so keen for Emma's, Emma's stuff. Oh, bit, Siri's just started to listen in on me. Calm down. Who? Siri just thought that uh, oh. she heard dick wet and water war She's and like, she was can like, can I help you? Hi, can I please be involved? Shut up, Siri, you slut. Um, <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. So. In 1803, Sir William Hamilton, diplomat, archaeologist and professional cock died, age 73. Given Emma was 35 years her husband's junior, she was now still relatively young and ready to be a full-time mistress. Emma and Nelson even bought an estate together with a loan from Davison. Do, do they let him watch or something? Yes. I don't understand. Like, how is he so involved? Is he, I wonder which one of the pair he's in love with, whether he's in, pair, in love with Emma or in love with Nelson. Maybe both. Maybe both. Yeah. yeah. Have you, have you watched The Great? No. Oh, it's a really good show. I'd recommend it to anyone. Elle Fanning is phenomenal and it's a very dramatised um, version of Catherine the Great's history. Oh, it's completely okay, yeah. mismatched and irregular. It's not. It's not parallel with the history story at, at all. But and Nicholas Holt's in it. But there's a character oh. called Igor, who is the best friend of Nicholas Holt's character, who's like the mm-hmm. first emperor. And it, Davidson's giving me Igor vibes. He's just like, oh, yeah, wow. yeah. Like he let Nicholas Holt's character fuck his wife for years and years, uh, and was just pretending that it wasn't happening because he was so close and loved. Wow. Love to be okay. emperor that much. Yeah, this definitely is similar vibes. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And also, like, William must have known. So, like, were they a thruple? Yeah. Were they, was he just cool with it? You know, did, was it an open marriage? Like, mm. it's just one of those, it's such a strange thing to have. Like, modern times, we'd be like, oh, yeah, they're just polyamorous. No props. Yeah. Whereas, like, back then, it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Or Davidson's just a fame whore. Yeah, maybe. Mm. Maybe. It's a clinger on. Yeah, possible, possible. Intriguing. So when Nelson joined Emma at their estate in the southeast of London, Emma reported to Davison about how happy she was. But this happiness was not to last. Happiness seems like a commodity that you can't even buy in the 1800s. Mm -mm. So on October 21st, 1805, during the Battle of Trafalgar, Nelson was fatally shot after apparently running out of limbs to sacrifice. (laughs) Yeah, he's Nelson, he's had his nine lives. He's pushed it. He's pushed it too far. Yeah, he threatened a polar bear. This should have happened ages ago. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Nelson's dying wish was as followed: "Take care of my dear Lady Hamilton, Hardy. Take care of poor Lady Hamilton." Despite his grave wounding, Nelson continued to give orders for three hours until he was told of England's victory that he died. So he might have been a fuckboy, but he was incredibly courageous. 
Yeah, yeah. He yeah, he was addicted to the adrenaline and the thrill. Um and and poor Francis didn't even get a fucking mention. On no his, shout out. No, nothing. yeah. On his deathbed, nothing. Just more oh, poor Lady Hamilton. What the the woman that broke up your marriage? <laughs> and <laughs> I guess like if she's fun and flirty and vivacious and whatever, um he's she's the party girl and he just got entranced by that. He likes the thrill no matter what. But we're always told, oh, you know, eventually they'll come back to the good person. Now, you know, it's all fun and games that eventually they'll make the right decision. No, no. Never did. Never no. did. Yeah, when, when, when have we really seen men in power make the right decision? Valid. <laughs> <laughs> so, like many mistresses at the time, Emma was at the mercy of her sugar daddy, final will and testaments. She wrote to Davison about missing Nelson. The loss of Nelson under this dreadful weight of most wretched misery. But I suffer, I feel, I hope I shall not be long after him. Nothing gives me a gleam of comfort but the hope that I too shall follow soon. So she did really love him. She did really love him. But also at this point, when he dies, she's like, I hope I die soon. You have a child. Yeah. Yeah, Jesus. Come on, girl. Priorities. Like a four-year-old. Oh, my not God. even like a child that can look after them. She's like, I hope I die soon. I miss my boyfriend. Yeah. The daughter's just like... Excuse me? Excuse me, I'm actually his daughter, so I'm a piece of him that's still here. So you could like yeah. me. maybe teach me how to read or something before you go. <laughs> Give me just a little bit of a chance. Just very single track minded mm-hmm. single. So Hamilton would leave his wife eight hundred pounds a year or just over eighty five thousand pounds today, and Nelson would leave her five hundred pounds a year, just over fifty three thousand pounds today, as well as their estate. Nelson had also asked the government to provide for Emma, but the prince had apparently found letters of Nelson shit-talking him and then was like, nah. So she never got any of that money. <laughs> this is why you don't shit-talk in letters, okay? No, or yes. you burn after reading. <laughs> you just yeah. do a yeah, solid, exactly. yeah. Like, keep it, keep the shit-talking for those long walks in the forest where no one can hear you, you know? Exactly. Don't write it down. Don't do don't it. Write it down. Yeah. Played himself there. Yeah. So if you'd put a price on your love, Anna, what would it be? Because my love would not be worth £118,000 a year. I can tell you that much. Oh, so this is post-death. This is post-death. This is, the, this is her allowance per year to live off. Okay. Um, uh, like, what are we... Go- you wouldn't be happy with $118,000 a year? Oh, no. I'm just saying it's way more money than I'm worth. My love is oh, not worth $118,000. That is so not true, Gabby. <laughs> you are worth easily a cool mill a year. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And I like the amount of effort you put into this podcast alone. I can tell that you're that kind of person that gives a hundred and ten percent to every relationship they've been in. That is definitely true. Yeah. yeah. So you're worth a lot of money. It's more what it, what's the highest value of any of your ex boyfriends? Which one is the highest one in your opinion? And how much would it be worth a year? Oh yeah. Okay. Um. Probably John. Yeah. Yeah, I was assuming John. And then what, what are we saying for John? Because I think we can be realistic with this numbers, even if it sounds like we're bitching, he, he probably would still find it funny. Well, I fucking hope so. I, I remember him being a funny guy. Uh, okay, so I don't know. We had a really good time. I was like, I would say like £100,000 a year. Oh, yeah. Not that I have any money. Yeah, like, and that's like two, yeah. 250k Aussie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's decent yeah. for a guy. Because no, guys, yeah. you know, they're, they're not worth as much as women. <laughs> got a dime a dozen you know (laughs) spark the debate (laughs) um and uh for me I think um I haven't been in a long-term relationship in so long so 
Oh, I do. I do put a lot of effort into the relationships. You but, do. But yeah, um, I saw you buy buy freaking in interior decoration shit for someone you've been dating like a month. <laughs> yeah, because I didn't want to so, stay in that room anymore without a lampshade. I mean, it did look like a prison cell. It had just a bare bite light bulb. <laughs> yeah. But thank you. And that's not the only boy that I've bought like stuff for their house. When I moved into the oh, I don't doubt it. Yeah, this first guy. Let's just call him. I'll give him a random name, Andy. When I, mm. when I started dating Andy in, um, the, in a city just outside of Manchester, I moved mm. into his house fairly quickly because I was made technically homeless very quickly. And I found out a that... A good motivator for love. Yeah, not only did he not have a toothbrush, nor did he have sheets on his mattress, doona, or pillow covers. He also, for the room that would have been a second bedroom slash study, that was his trash room. He just kept his trash there, including kitchen waste. And um, just couldn't be asked getting the key to the trash room in the car park. That was why he designated this room for that. And um, then when my period came, I had to squirrel away my period stuff behind a little cabinet because I was like, I'm not putting it in the trash room. I'm going to throw it away properly. Um, and then I had to use a public bin. So if anyone wants to debate that women aren't worth more than men please remember andy his lack of bed sheets yep. and his hoarding of garbage yes literally you could Come smell it when us. you walked past the door you could just smell oh rubbish God. it was nope. horrific no yeah so yeah so i think my love through just um my tolerance of other people probably worth i'd say 250 a year k I, I reckon make at least a half a million oh. if you put effort in. Oh. You might not have hit the, a lot of long-term relationships, but that is not always your fault. <laughs> Thank that you. is sometimes the people like Andy who are trash people. <laughs> Genuine trash people. Genuine trash people. <laughs> and so you give yourself some fucking credit. Thank you. Okay. All right. Well, we'll go with 500 and, and we can up it to a mil once I've actually seen how I can commit to a long-term relationship that isn't when I'm 20. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's open for negotiation, but unfortunately for Emma, it wasn't. That was her, like, set amount. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> too late for her. Um, so while that may sound like a ludicrous amount to us povos, Emma soon found herself borrowing money from Davison, because obviously. Oh, yeah. And selling him a lot of her personal belongings, which I'm assuming he sniffed. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's like, can I get some more of those pantaloons, Emma? He's like, all right, give me 50 quid. She's like, but I have artwork. He's like, no, I don't, no, I don't care about No, that. they don't smell like you. I want your bathtub. <laughs> oh, have you watched Saltburn yet? No, it's on my list. Is it good? Oh, it's good. There's a bathtub scene. Okay. I'll say no I'm looking forward to yet. it. This, the bathtub scene is totally Emma having taken a bath and Davison drinking her bath water. <laughs> uh, <laughs> in 1813, she was sentenced to debtor's prison for a year because even in the 1800s, that's a very uncool reason to go to prison. No, yeah. Upon her release, she took Horatia and flew and fled to oh man i practice how to say this calais calais in france she ran away to france there you go so imagine your boyfriend being killed by the french then running away to france once he dies <laughs> yeah that's ultimate betrayal that's so oh wow so she ran away from her problems and just a year later age 49 she would die oh wow that's so well i guess for those days it was kind of good innings really was it was that still young it was still, still kind of young. young. It's still pretty young. Yeah, because they would in be the dying in like their fifties and their sixties, wouldn't they? Yeah, and she's well. Her husband lived to seventy-three. Oh right. 
And at this point, she'd become quite accustomed to a life of luxury. So I'm assuming when that all stopped, like it took a bit of a toll on her health. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I wonder if she was still um, getting it in the sack as much as everybody else, as much as she did, I mean, when she was younger. I mean, it sounds like she was pretty heartbroken. I don't know if she'd be she didn't, yeah. open to... So she didn't die of chlamydia? <laughs> no, not that we know of. <laughs> oh, but she died in France at 49. And her, how old would have Horatia been by then? Uh, she was. She would have been. So let me do the quick math, which everyone knows. I'm <laughs> yeah, this is your strong suit. Oh, God. Okay, so 1813 is when she was sentenced. She, was, she died in like 1815, basically. And Horatia was born in 1801, so she was 14. Oh, wow. Still a baby. Yeah. But in those yeah, days, she was, she was ready to be married. Oh, yeah. In those days, she'd been working for a couple of years. Now. Yeah. Uh, but apparently Horatia was, she was fine. She lived a very normal life. Oh, good on her. She was, she was, she was okay. Yeah. Um, but don't worry, Davison gets his. Oh, good. In 1804, he was sentenced to a year in prison for trying to bribe voters. But no way, he seems so likeable. Yeah. He doesn't want to get in anyone's ear about possible big political events that are coming up. There's, why would he be motivated to do that? This guy's like, <laughs> in this day and age, he's never married. He hung on to a fucking couple that were having a debaucherous affair for years and years and years. And then, like, he ends up getting caught. He, he was. He might have been married because he has heirs. He has it. Oh, okay. Either he's that or he's been sleeping around. with these this couple yeah yeah he's and so now he's bribing voters yeah exactly but he doesn't learn his lesson and he's returned to prison to serve another year for fraud afterwards so he's in prison from 1808 to 1809 but he would live another 20 years but no one in high society would touch him with a 10-foot pole because he'd been to prison twice for being a total snake fair enough you know like once it's on your record that you're a conniving little dickhead people aren't going to forget that no, yeah. and people with influence and people with money aren't, aren't fucking dumb about it. They're yeah. going to be like, oh, you're fine. Like, no, he's clearly not. He's a little bitch. Like, Yeah, and also that sucks as well for 20 years after that. He's gonna he's tasted the high life and then he would just be living on pennies after that. No one made him bribe voters though. He was doing That was high. all on him. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, no, I don't feel sorry for him. I'm just like more like, oh, that... Well, I guess I am saying it like I feel sorry for him, but I don't. I'm just imagining the gear change of lifestyle. Yeah, true. I think you know. I think he did okay, but he definitely wasn't as wealthy as he was no, by the end. He wasn't getting invited he to all the cool parties. Of, no, he definitely wasn't. No one came to his parties. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's just got a little cupcake with one candle on his own in his. Davison okay wish house. he walked in on some threesomes in his room and never happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So what about sweet, loyal Frances? Yeah. What happened to her once her slutty husband ran out of lives? Yeah. Well, she received a hearty pension from the Crown, unlike Emma, as well as a yearly allowance of £1,800 from Nelson's father, and enjoyed a place in high society amongst the royals and nobility until her death in 1831 at age 70. Oh, good. I'm glad she had a good life after being rejected so harshly with opened this, didn't mean to, haven't read, or whatever Sons. it was. And and how much is £1,800? Well, in... I know it's a lot because yeah. we've already done the maths for the other two. So let me get my... I've just kept my calculator Yeah, good up idea. Because I, I like to know. Okay, so it is a staggering £191,607.26. Oh, my God. A year on top a year. of a pension from the Crown. On top of a pension and also... She was from a wealthy family. Oh, my God. She was already set, so she's fine. Honestly, the rich just always land on their feet. 
Like, well, not I always. I think it helped. But... She, to be fair, she she had a lot of heartbreak and everything, but like, she was fine. She played her cards right. She was always upstanding. She never shit talked him. Mm. She was always an upstanding wife and a very respectable member of her. There we go. That's the trick. Don't shit talk men. <laughs> Will we just... ever learn, Gabby? She. <laughs> no. <laughs> She was, she was a stand-up citizen. So, I, you know, I think it's easy for us to look at this with, you know, 21st century lens and mm. think, well, Nelson's a fuckboy. Mm. Emma's a slut and Francis is a victim. But it's not that black and white. No, it never is. Like, I, I believe that Francis genuinely, truly loved Nelson with all her heart. It's not like the two could have gotten divorced or gone their separate ways. Yeah. As you said earlier, not really doable. Yeah. And Emma wasn't born into wealth and status like Frances was. She realised at a young age, if she wanted those things, she'd have to appeal to men to get them. Mm. So regardless of her magnetism, in the end, she died poor and did not live to see old age. Yeah. I find it harder to make excuses for Nelson, though. Sure, he was a brilliant naval strategist, and but the way he treated Frances was downright cruel. And Emma was not looked after like he wished that she had been after he died. He managed to devastate both women who loved him in different ways. Mm-hmm. Fuckboys are not worth it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like... Up, Nelson, pretty much everything he touched, he fucked up. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, like, yeah. He did some great shit for his country, etc. Yeah. But he he wrecked lives. Yeah, absolutely. Time. And think of the countries that he didn't help. <laughs> no, I know France is pissed. Yeah. This day. They still do not get along as countries. Yes, exactly, exactly. Like, but yeah, he's the ultimate fuck boy. We do need to remember. Let's you know, like it's all very easy to hate the other woman or whatever. Which I I was joking around with doing with Emma, but at the same time, you're absolutely right. Like she's just trying to make whatever she can do work so that she can live the life that she wants. And I think if I was in a situation like that and people wanted to paint loads of portraits of me and thought that I was really cool, I'd probably try and stay in that high life as long as I fucking could. You've got to do what you can do. Like she, she had, you know, beauty and, you know, sexiness. Yeah. And she used it the best of her ability. Like, yeah, it didn't work out in the end, but she had a pretty fun run of it in the meanwhile yeah and also it does sound like lord nelson was a very charismatic person it does yeah i don't know like i've got pictures of this person we'll share them like there's nothing about him that i think wow what a guy but he clearly was he clearly was charismatic as shit he was clearly very brave to do all these insane strategy shit that he did yeah and that he got into it yeah and sorry (laughs) (laughs) like he did some crazy strategies that that worked out that maybe lesser people wouldn't have yeah he had he had the confidence to try some different things and i think also the fact that he actually got injured in war would have bought him much more merit than you know, those Absolutely. like suits that just sit in the in the big room doing the plans and stuff and don't oh, actually go to... He was out the... there. Yeah. He was, he was in, in amongst it, mm. as you will. Exactly. And so the trauma the of that alone. Fuck boy. Oh. I mean, I think, yeah, I mean, he took it all kind of... He went back to Disney. He must have been too traumatised. I suppose he kept doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's what he found in Emma because Emma came from a, a lower standing and, and had a probably a tougher upbringing that her charisma as well as what I imagine she might have been through like it, not as cushy as what Francis's life would have been maybe that's what he connected with more with her 
and had but he'd sought out francis like yeah he'd well he sought, sought out, out francis a woman with status yes well yeah he wanted he someone with money with and then he, and he wanted the party girl wanted yeah exactly yeah so it just it's just purely complicated humans are i say that like i'm not a human <laughs> humans are complicated humans are complicated mammals um, <laughs> you were correct <laughs> Like, we're complicated, but this is like a, the first episode of our fuckboy series, and I'm sure we'll find more famous fuckboys to talk oh, about. Oh, absolutely. But... Fuckity fuck, fuck, fuck boys. Fucking round. Fucking round the world. Fucking round the world with us, fuckboys. Oh, yeah, I can't wait for the fuckboy series. There's going to be, like, all through history and present time, you could go for. Oh, yeah, you could go. There's. We have, like, endless supply mm. of history. That is the fun thing about not having a single, like, you know, time period we're sticking to. Because yeah. we can do whatever we want. Place. I've also got, like, a list of... Oh, my sister sent me a TikTok. I'm just going to ignore that. Um, <laughs> she doesn't realize I've downloaded TikTok because I'm trying not to get addicted, so I don't open it. Um, I've deleted it off my... You know, it was taking up my housemate, Tess. She hadn't opened it for six months, and then she got a notification from her phone saying, hey, just so you're aware, TikTok's using 86% of your battery. What? Yeah. Oh, my God. Let me check on that. Yeah, so... So I don't even go on it. That'd be yeah, terrific. Yeah, it, it's said, listening. been on it in six months. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, just do Instagram reels, I reckon. Yeah, I, that's what I'm like. But then my sister was like, you're so lame. Like, you send me the same reels like three months after they've been popular. I'm like, I, So enjoy them again, Jesus. Be, yeah, I don't have to be cool. Yeah. I'm 30. And also, I don't know what your short-term memory and long-term memory contains. You can't, I can't. Because mine's fucked. Yeah. You show me the same reel a week apart and I'd be like, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's ghost town up there for me. 